This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Senate is expected to begin considering appropriations bills next week when Congress will have about three legislative weeks left to figure out its approach to government funding. Senate Ag Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow addressed the government funding issue in a floor speech today where she sought to tie the matter to the upcoming farm bill. The Congressional Budget Office estimated that the last time the government shut down it cost our economy $11 billion. Now, Mr. President, I have to tell you, I'm in the middle as the chair of the Agriculture, Nutrition, and Forestry Committee in negotiating a farm bill. And I think my ranking member, Senator Roseland, would join me in saying that $11 billion that we could lose in the economy, we sure could use to invest for our farmers and rural America to be able to get this done. Absent a deal to fund the government for the full fiscal year, lawmakers could opt for a continuing resolution to buy more time for negotiations. Stay tuned to AgriPulse for the latest. In other news, the Senate confirmed Anna Gomez as the newest member of the Federal Communications Commission today. Gomez has experience in various positions at the FCC, in the private sector, and at the National Telecommunications and Information Administration at the Department of Commerce. Her 5543 confirmation ends a partisan FCC split and could enable Democratic members of the panel to overrule the objections of their Republican colleagues. The National Rural Electric Cooperative Association welcomed her confirmation and said it plans to work with her on ensuring the availability of broadband access for Americans of all zip codes. But Senate Ag Committee Republican John Thune said he voted against Gomez over concerns that a return to a broader regulatory approach during her tenure could slow the expansion of rural broadband. Farmers are evolving in their innovation and entrepreneurship faster than previously expected. That's the conclusion of a new report from Aimpoint Research, which studies the farmer of the future and follows a 2018 study of the same variety. In that report, Aimpoint predicted the two classes representing the largest scale farms would account for about 70% of operations by 2040 after measuring roughly 40% in 2018. But in a report rolled out today, that number is already at 62%. Aimpoint CEO Brett Scotto points to a handful of factors that accelerated the speed of change, including the current interest rate climate and concerns about inflation. Sarah Wyant has more about the report in her coverage on agripulse.com. Finally today, sustainable aviation fuel offers a major potential new market for feedstock producers, but the new demands channel will have its limitations. Owen Wagner is a grains and oilseeds senior analyst for Rabobank, he says the long-term demand expectations for sustainable aviation fuels will be far beyond what the American farmer could produce. They're looking at volumes of anywhere between 25 and 34 billion gallons by 2050. That's to achieve net zero emissions in aviation and U.S. aviation again by that, that 2050 um, uh, guide, guidepost. Uh, if you were to try to you know, ch calculate that back in terms of acres, I mean this is far more acres than could be supplied by soybeans for sure. I mean it would take hundreds of millions of soybean acres to meet that volume, obviously untenable. In terms of corn, it's a little bit better, but still untenable, 100 million acres of corn roughly to meet those volumes. He says policy changes will be important for producers to get the most out of the market. You know, a lot of these same policies that have benefited renewable, you know, renewable diesel and in turn soybeans or ethanol and in turn corn, um, they are in some ways fuel agnostic. So the LCFS, for example, 
they don't care what fuels are being used. They, they just want to get to this you know, carbon intensity reduction target. The industry is watching for one key regulatory decision in particular, the Treasury Department's ruling on which emissions model it will use to determine the eligibility of an Inflation Reduction Act tax credit, which could open the door for more agricultural feedstocks to benefit from the program. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. U.S. agriculture contributes just 10% to overall greenhouse gas emissions, a lot less than other industries. Agriculture also plays an active role in enhancing wildlife and absorbing carbon. Learn more at fb.org sustainability. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.